Hello and welcome to week four of the Raisin Harvest podcast. My name is Chris Gerling. I work in food science at Cornell Agritech in Geneva, New York. I'm joined by Alice Wise of Suffolk County Cooperative Extension, Hans Walder Peterson of the Finger Lakes Grape Program, Jeremy Schuster of the Eastern New York Commercial Horticulture Program, and Jennifer Phillips Russo of the Lake Erie Regional Grape Program. We're going to have to come up with shorter names for everybody so we can get through that quicker in the future. But anyway, <laughs> yours, is, yours is pretty short, Alice. Yeah. So the week started, most weeks start, Monday is picking day. People send, take samples and then send them on Monday. They arrive on Tuesday, Wednesday, and that's when we process them throughout the week. The week started with getting a message from Alice saying it's raining here. It's pretty wet yeah, here. It, yeah. it did rain on Monday. Um, I think most of the fruit was at a stage where it wasn't fully there yet, but thankfully the week has been nice. So Tuesday through Friday, sunny, you know, not 70s. Could be a little warmer, but and we're a little behind. I just looked at the growing degree days. As of last Monday, we were at twenty nine ninety nine in Riverhead versus uh, thirty one hundred last year. So you know, it's a little cooler this fall. I think. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but you know, it's it's forecast to be a little rainy this weekend here. So a lot of people are pulling in white fruit. So there's. Everything from uh, Sauvignon Blanc to Chardonnay and maybe even some other stuff, you know, Pinot Gris, it's all, you know, a lot of it is coming in this week. You know, some of it's going to have to live through the weekend. We can't bring everything in at once. But vineyards that are in good shape going into rough weather generally come out of it okay. And, it, you know, it may require a little sorting next week of fruit. One of the things I wrote about in my Veraison to Harvest newsletter is that here at the research lab, we have a vineyard and we have several different types. It's a VSP vinifera block, VSP trained, and we have several types of side netting. And the finer mesh side netting is doing well. The slightly wider mesh side nettings, the yellow jackets are penetrating at will. And uh, it's, they're just, some of the fruits just getting hammered by yellow jackets here. And I see I see variable situations in the industry. I see some blocks that are having problems and others that aren't. But, you know, at least for the vineyard here in the future, I think we need to invest in that ultra fine mesh side netting. You know, it's more expensive, but, you know, the rows that have that net have no yellow jacket damage and hence very little sour rot. I think there, this year, at least on my site, Sour rot and yellow jackets and bird pecks are uh, highly cor correlated. It's been quite a yellow jacket year. They seem to be everywhere this year, and they are laughing at most of the usual precautions. I know most everybody, like just at their houses, is saying, well, we, we used to spray them, and spraying doesn't work anymore, so now we have to bring in exterminators or whatever. They just seem super aggressive this year. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So about 3,000 growing degree days is, is still a number that most people would take in a year in, or in New York state, but it is a little bit lower than, than last year. I, and yeah, that seems to be throughout the state. That's, that's kind and, of, well, it's, you know, it's a little lower for us for sure. And I uh, just that to finish off that the rain thing, it was the skies were perfectly blue here when you were saying that. And I look at the radar and all across Eastern New York, Hudson Valley, Long Island, it was, there was a lot of rain. And then of course we got it later in the day on, on Monday. And, but it's been, but besides that, we've, 
mm-hmm. as you say, it's been a nice sunny, warm days. Maybe they could be a little warmer, but they've been pretty warm with a cool night. So that's that's been good. Yeah. Jeremy, yeah, how do you and I'm gonna sign off because yeah. I'm gonna go pick. All right. It's it's that time of year. So okay. thank you. All right. We'll talk to you bye soon. Bye. All right, bye. Jeremy, how did Monday look for you? And then how does this weekend look for you? And what, what are people doing about it? Well, Monday was very wet. And when I was out there collecting the samples for this week's uh, version of Harvest, I come to the conclusion I've had more use for a rain jacket here in New York than I did in Oregon. (laughs) And it only rains once in Oregon and just lasts from November to May. Looking forward, we are also forecasted here in Hudson Valley to receive some significant rainfall. So a lot of growers are pulling in their fruit, being it Chardonnay, potentially even some Riesling. And the fruit that they're not pulling in, they're just crossing the fingers and hoping that it doesn't get rot developing before they can get to it. Echoing Alice, yellow jackets are produced widespread in the valley, in the Hudson Valley in particular, and also birds. So I've started seeing starlings starting to group up in those big groups and flying around. I've received isolated reports of significant bird damage. One vineyard had 50% lost. The way I see it is the Hudson Valley is a flight corridor, so it's an interstate for birds, and the vineyards are a fast food joint right off the motorway. So this week I look to see a lot of fruit coming in. Hopefully the disease isn't a big problem for a lot of growers, and the bricks aren't necessarily there, but your, your TA is down there where you can manage it. I mean, sugar is cheap. I would recommend bringing it in if logistics allow. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what, what people bring in, what they hold, and, and how it lasts through the weekend. Hans, how do things look in the Finger Lakes? I think I haven't looked across the state, but it, Monday we definitely got some rain, but it was quarter of an inch, third of an inch, something like that. So, I mean, you know, you'd prefer it to be dry for sure, but it wasn't too bad. Um, nothing out of the unusual, nothing unusual for harvest season around here the the probably the best thing i can i can report this week is that we talked last week about some of the sunburn that happens over kind of the labor day week around here that seemed to mostly affect riesling but you could see it in a bunch of other things too visiting some vineyards yesterday that had some of this sunburn a lot of that fruit is just drying up it's turning into raisins and then just turning into hard pecks that really uh, are hard, just berries that really shouldn't amount to anything. And even even the ones that weren't completely dried up, that were still kind of raisiny or, or whatever, I tasted a few of them and they taste just like more concentrated grapes. So it's, they're not becoming a disease problem for the most part, which is great. Um, I think that was, that was the fear is that they would, that the skins would crack and all sorts of, you know, bugs like sour rot and botrytis and things like that would get established in there. But for the most part, that doesn't seem to be happening. So apart from it not happening in the first place, this is probably the best best solution or the best outcome for that. So that's been really good. And otherwise, just like Alice and Jeremy were saying, the, the weather has been virtually ideal for the past several days. You know, this weekend, it's looking a little iffy again for some rain coming back. So I know pretty much most almost all of the pinot noir has been brought in pinot gris is going to start coming in i think and we have so many different hybrids they kind of just seem to be scattered throughout all of the all of the seasons so 
I know we picked our Cayuga White out of the teaching vineyard in, in Dresden this week. And we also picked the Regent or Regent, however you pronounce it, which is a variety out of, out of Germany and, or Switzerland. I can't remember which or Austria, one of those, but it's a, but it's a red variety that has some more disease resistance built into it. Uh, Finger Lakes Community College winemaking program uses that fruit uh, along with a bunch of other stuff from the teaching vineyard. So that got picked. So, um, and some of our table grapes are going to start coming in now, our seedless table grapes, um, Jupiter and Marquis are going to start coming in this week. I think just they're ready. So yeah, I mean, we'll take, we'll take these last couple of days of sun and somewhat warm temps. I think the, looking at the results from the fruit samples this week, the, uh, the acidity numbers have dropped, continue to drop, which is good. I think I think as long as those numbers get into a range where winemakers feel somewhat comfortable with them, they can go ahead and and take that stuff when the condition of the fruit kind of dictates. And so I, it's nice to see, you know, you'd like to see bricks and flavors kind of move. They don't always move to, in conjunction, but often it'd be nice if they were able to creep up a little bit more um, potentially. But my sense is that if the acidity and, you know, you as an enologist, Chris, can probably comment on this, but just as long as the acidity is kind of in line, you can adjust it to some extent in the winery. But if the acidity in the fruit is kind of in line with where you want it to be, I won't say that's more important than bricks, but it's, that can be just as important as bricks. Yeah, there's definitely, depending on the grape and depending on the situation and exactly. depending on your philosophy, the I've heard it said, you know, sugar and acid, they do both come in bags. That's That's a term that some winemakers may may use and those are true but it, yeah the development the overall development of the maturity of the fruit and how that relates to the overall aroma and flavor characteristics some compounds we know do respond and others are harder we don't we don't even know what they are so it's hard to <laughs> predict them but yeah yeah all, all the things yeah. that we really want in the wines like you know aromatic compounds and and all these kinds of things are harder to analyze in fruit samples because just the way the way the chemistry works and and all that kind of stuff so it's we we use bricks as a bit of a surrogate but it's not definitely not a perfect surrogate by any means right right yeah we have proxies because right. the we only have precursors in the fruit we the, what we get in the wine there's so many more compounds in the wine than there are in the grapes They're part of that it's the magic of fermentation and the transformation of the yeast and so it's really hard to know which of those precursors and which of those concentrations, which those ratios are going to turn into the wonderful things that we want in the wine. But it does seem like they they travel mostly in concert with sugar accumulation, with bricks accumulation and soluble solids accumulation and acid degradation. All right. That was clear as mud. So yeah, it looks like early whites and even mid-range whites are are probably coming off this week, if, if not because they're ready, but because maybe the weather looks like it, it, this would be a good time to grab them. The Rieslings of the world and the, the Reds are probably still a ways off, seems like. Yeah, I think well, so. Go ahead, Jeremy. I was going to say in the Capital District and even Champlain Valley, they're starting to bring in some of their earlier Reds, like Marquette is coming in now. I don't know if that's for still or sparkling production, but further south where we haven't seen much movement on reds yet. I would say Marquette is definitely the, probably one of the most harvested 
selections in our on the raisin harvest table, you'll see that most Marquettes are are gone now. So that that is that red does seem to come off earlier in the season in New York. So say Marquette is going, yeah. if not gone. Yeah, both of our most of our Marquette samples, all both of our Marquette samples, but pretty much all of the blocks out here have been have been picked already. So those really early ones. So yeah, I mean we're we're still again from a bricks and titratable acidity standpoint, we're behind last year. It looks like our pHs in the Finger Lakes at least are right about where they were at this point last year. But sugar and acid are still kind of behind in maturity as compared to last year. But yeah, last year was a here was a warm year and more advanced than than this year has been. So it's not surprising by any means. It's we're not I wouldn't say we're that we're late historically. We're probably right about on average, quite frankly. Yeah. That's a good thing to to remember is that while we we are behind last year, last year was somewhat exceptional, and so we're we're still in very much on the long term curve. We're we're in pretty good shape. Okay, heading out to Lake Erie, how did things look out your way, Jen? <laughs> Unfortunately, this week we're hearing a lot of sort of doom and gloom going on. Sugar accumulation is just not catching up the way that we anticipated and well that would follow a normal trajectory of a normal growing season we as of last week we were about 300 growing degree days behind the same point last year we've had a lot of cold and wet weather normally we see a difference in sugar accumulation and crop load at after verasion like right at verasion they're around the same but then as you can imagine, if you have a higher crop load, you're gonna accumulate your sugars more slowly than if you had a low crop load on those vines. And the first week we sort of saw that, and the second week, the third week, we did not see that. We're hoping that we're gonna see it separate again. So everything is a little bit wonky about it this year. People are getting slightly nervous. The processors or industry is are opening doors later and their team, seems to be a bit more mildew coming in. So we are really hoping for some dry weather and some warm weather these next couple of days. It did catch up in past years. It's reminiscent of other years. So it's not complete doom and gloom as long as we can have some sunshine and some heat and leave that water out of there. Uh, we will keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, it's it looks better, I think, in Western New York than in Eastern New York for the upcoming weekend. They, they, there's there's a little rain in the forecast here, but there's there's more, I think, to the east. So we'll we'll hope that that it minimizes everywhere and and that things manage to catch up. What has has there anything that you know of that's that's being picked for wine this week or any trends or you think behavior of the of the industry writ large in terms of of what they're picking or are people leaving things out still or. We have some that are leaving out still. There's a lot coming off the vine though in re when you're not talking about Concord. So most of the whites around here, there's some Riesling that are still hanging that hangs for a bit longer every year. But in Edelweiss has come off, Aurora have come off, we have Savals that have come off. I do have Shards still hanging out there in most of the vineyards we have, as opposed to the Reds that always takes longer. So <laughs> Marquettes could have came off a long time ago, passing some of those vineyards, whoa. <laughs> yeah, we we're talking about Marquettes definitely seems to be going or gone. And it's yeah, gone. If yeah. you have picked it, I worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's time for Marquette to go. And and so I think in the other trend is we, we there is a block that we were sprayed out of for raisin harvest in the Finger Lakes. So 
some people are settling in for the longer haul and some things are coming off early and it'll kind of maybe be a little bit bifurcated or I don't know if it'll all blend together. We'll see. Right. And we have a little bit of that going on here. I have growers asking if they, they haven't put their sprayer away and there's just a lot of mildew out there because of the conditions we've had this year. So a lot of people are curious about some other things for the, for the rots to keep them away. Go ahead. If you need the hang time, I say spray. Tricky year. No, no doubt about it. It's been a tricky year, but we still have high hopes that things will eventually resolve enough to make it all work. So forever yeah. optimistic. Let's do this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. Good, uh, good luck. And we'll be in touch, I'm sure. And, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you.